and welcome to another episode of Broadcast His Love. We have my special friend on, Don Barton. She is a best-selling author, a speaker, a joyologist, and she has an awesome book that comes out today. It's a birthday book bash. It comes out today, May 26th. We are so excited, laughing through the ugly cry and finding unstoppable joy. Don Barton, how are you? Hi, honey. I'm so excited to be on. Ditto. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so goodness. excited to be doing this. Launch day. Yes, launch day. And your book is so colorful and fantastic. And that's how you are. Like colorful, fantastic, fun, energetic. I mean, it's beautiful. So how are you? I am very well. I am. I have put on the Rona 15 and um, I am doing, I am fat and happy to say the least for sure. <laughs> Ditto. I mean, I think everybody should, you know, like, why not? You only live once. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tina Fey has this um, line. I love it. She's an awesome comedic, but she says, everybody should be a little chunky once. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like it. I'd like to try the opposite. Everybody should be skinny once. I'm just, I'm, I'm hoping my day's coming like any day now. I'm going to be skinny. <laughs> Well, oh, that's it, fantastic. Yeah, in, in this season, I'm just enjoying it. Um, yeah, and she has this other joke that she says that when people are bigger, like when she was bigger, she was like, I didn't always get my way. I didn't always get what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but then when I lost a bunch of weight and I got really skinny, I'm on TV now. <laughs> like she, you know, with Thunder Rock and all that. Oh man, she's awesome. But oh my gosh, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah, so I'm embracing well, the chunkiness. For all the big girls out there, I'm just going to tell you, you can, you can be a big girl and write a book and get it out there. So don't you worry about getting skinny, baby. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I love you and I love your joy. And I love this book because there's so, um, there's so many ups and downs through it all. And it's so relatable to the season that we're in right now because so many people are going through, I don't want to say everyone's going through a hard time, but the majority of people are going through a hard time right now. And right. Uh, yeah, and you've been through a lot. So um, just tell us about how this season is going for you and putting out this book. Um, I would be a big fat liar if I told you this is such a joyful season. My first book is coming out. It was right. more like, this is such a joyful season. Oh my gosh, I have a book coming out. The book tour is canceled. How in the heck am I going to launched my first book and there's a little bit of pivoting in that sense but also on a personal level um we live in a home with our 13 year old daughter but also my mother-in-law and then my parents live in our guest house right here so there are three people over 70 so that's panic that set in in the beginning um when everything started with covid it was just this i, I think i you know i kicked into mommy mode but sort of mommy mode on, on the opposite end of of protecting and caring for the, the, the older members of my family. Okay. Yeah. So how would you say for someone who a lot of people are reading right now, whether it's audiobook, which you have an audiobook, or hardcover, Kindle, whatever. Um, a lot of people are looking for something to read because they're sick of watching the news and they're sick of like see, seeing things that don't bring them joy. And you are a joyologist. Um, tell us a little bit about your book and how it's helping people, maybe even through this season. Just tell us a little bit about your book. 
Well, I hope that it, you know, God, so God. And uh, when I wrote this book two years ago, I never dreamed in a million years it'd be released in the midst of a pandemic. But here it is, the middle of a pandemic, a book called Laughing Through the Ugly Cry, which is, I think, what so many of us are doing right now. And um, so I looked at it just kind of like, God, you're so awesome and big and cool. And thank you for releasing it during this time, even though I had the panic moments of that. But it's a book um, that I took. Uh, let me just back up. I am not a writer. Like it is not my background. It is not. So when, when I had a dream and God said, write a book, which I know makes everybody sound straight up crazy that says things like that. Um, the next day I Googled, how do you write a book? And I'm not a reader. I'm not somebody that journals. I'm not somebody, uh, that writes out of pleasure and joy. It's just not who I am. And, um, but when I, when I started working with the editor, she said, so is this one long story or is it a collection of essays? And I said, is that a thing? Can you do that? Yeah, that's what it is. And wow. so I didn't even know you could write a book that was a collection of essays. So um, I have been through, uh, in my life, I have lost a child. I have, um, she, she died from a rare bacterial pneumonia and I have been raped and went to a full jury trial. I have had stage three breast cancer. Um, we a divorced from my husband. And um, my, I remarried and my husband struggled with alcoholism. He's five years sober as of yesterday, actually. Amazing. And I know. Um, my mother had a brain aneurysm that burst. My sister passed away a couple of years ago of, of breast cancer. So I've had, if you looked at my life, you're like, oh my gosh, that is just the worst story of a life. You know, it's yeah. like the, if you look at the storyline of things, it's terrible, but it, it ended up being this incredible story of the joy of found joy. Yeah. And I love the different chapters and I love, uh, my favorite. St- I don't want to give anything away. I'm sorry. Okay. But I really, let me just put it this way. I really like how you take situations that have been placed before you that other people would have seen as sad, embarrassing, terrible, frightening, fearful, and you've turned to the Lord. You really have. And um, I don't, you know, I don't want you to give away too much of the book, but can you just help us through that process of making that shift from a hard situation to finding joy? Well, I was somebody that was raised, I call it Catholic light. So uh, my father was in the oil business and we moved country to country, almost like you're in the military, you know, living through two, three years, in different places. And in a lot of countries, we didn't go to church. So my faith was not, um, it was probably built at the dining room table and saying a quick blessing and then saying in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's the only reason I knew that there was a God, Jesus, and a, a third entity called the Holy Spirit. And that was pretty much the educate my my you know, whole biblical education right there. (laughs) And I believed in God. I believed in this higher power. I just didn't know there was a relationship. And then in my youth, well, in my early twenties, when my husband and I lost our daughter to a rare bacteria pneumonia, um, she was nine months old. And I remember thinking, I, I will not love this God. I will not love a God that takes babies from mommies. And Mm -hmm. I was broken because six months after she died, a man broke in our home and I was raped. So I had this bam, bam happen. And my faith was just, I, I say, I broke up with God. God did not break up with me ever. Um, in fact, you know, passionately continued to love me, but uh, I definitely 
it was a journey for me that took me 10 years to come back to him. So, yeah. So, and then, then the book came out of that. The book came out of not, I would love to tell you that it's this, this collection of stories of had heartache and reached up for God and there it was and things are better, but it's not at all. Yeah. It, I'm very honest about not um, loving God for a season of my life. And then, you know, what did it transition to, but also a collection of stories of, I think the chapter you're talking to is the, uh, the joy and getting lucky. I think it's actually just called getting lucky. How did you know right? that? Because it's know everyone's that? favorite chapter. Everyone loves this chapter. This <laughs> is a chapter about, and I talk about it a lot. So, How um, did you know that? I mean, like, it's a hilarious story. And what the people that are in that chapter are literally at my house right now. They're in oh, the good. other room making all this noise. So they're That's visiting. Oh, um, but it, it is a story of, I was very upset about getting a mastectomy because they only let me have one side rather than two. I thought for sure I'd get two. I thought when I was diagnosed with cancer, I would get skinny. Like yeah. I, there was a moment when they said, Dawn, you have cancer, breast cancer. And I was like, well, I, at least I'm going to get skinny out of this. No, yeah. not only that, but then I thought, oh, well, I'll get new boobs. No, I got one new boob. And I thought all these things. So I was just angry and bitter and I was right. angry and bitter that I had to get this prosthetic breast Mm -hmm. um, for my right side called lucky. And so the chapter you're talking about is an incident in losing lucky. <laughs> and you know, what's so funny is I actually saw the blue angels today and I thought about you. <laughs> it's the greatest story. Uh, just to put a, can I say that? Yeah, totally. The, okay. So the story was based around when the blue angels were flying over on Pensacola beach and First of all, Dawn and I were both Pensacola girls and Panhandle girls. We we love the Panhandle, and um, it, this story is based around when the Blue Angels were flying over Pensacola Beach. So that day is there's a bunch of excitement. There's boats everywhere. There's a thrill in the air and in the water, and with the people, just the camaraderie and just like a love for America. So the fact of the whole lucky story. Uh, it just builds up to that point and where it was a moment where you could have been so embarrassed, but you chose joy through that. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why so many people love you and why you are a best-selling author. What in the world, Dawn? You're a best-selling author. Is that not cool? I know. Blowing my mind. Well, it's so encouraging because for people who are out there who are listening to this right now, who are like, I want God to use me where I am and I want to be successful, Dawn you were not an author, like you said, and then all of a sudden God has brought you this success. So how can you encourage people who are out there today and um, wanting to use their gifts for God's glory, you know, and want to be good at it, you know, like how can you encourage them? Well, first of all, I think the, the first step is obediency, right? Just the actual right. listening to the calling. And I think honestly, if I, it's, it's that first step that I believe is the biggest step and the hardest. Right. So um, just the, the doing it, right? Just the going forward. But I, I feel that the journey would have been a lot easier if I would have surrendered. But even if I had woken mm -hmm. up on a daily basis and said, I surrender this to you. And it was a constant surrender because I was as a human in a constant panic of my next step, my next step, my next step. Because as a business person um, coming into this journey, I was... I needed a spreadsheet. I needed a color coded. I'm like, God, like you're going to have to let's, let's, I want to know where the meetings are. I want to know who's what, are we, how are we going to do this? Right. And, and I knew, I never knew and saw what the next step was, but he always went before me. And that yeah. was for everything from writing and then putting an editor with me 
then uh, putting somebody in my life that showed me how to do a book proposal, then, you know, getting a perfect agent, then getting the perfect uh, publisher. It, it, it just right. is, it's the craziest God story. And I fought it every step of the way because I wanted to be in control. Yeah, that is so good. That is so weird. Dawn and I uh, are both Enneagram threes. I don't know if uh, any of you guys listening out there, you guys know about personality tests, but pretty much a three is someone who is very strong willed and determined and all that. So to say, to hear you say like you were someone who always wanted to be in control um, as an Enneagram three, but also just as, you know, a mom, a working woman, hearing that is like, yeah, of course. Are you kidding me? Yes, I always want to be in control have we met yet but that's not how god wants us to live life you know that's not where success comes from if we step back and let him work let him move in uh well that's where we can find true joy true success from him and yeah what's look what has looked like a journey of surrender i mean it looks like a journey of an author to this great journey of a book coming out yes uh, on the outside was a very big lesson on surrender and stillness and and just honestly it was really hard to go from a 90 mile an hour life in in a business world to party of one with employees of just myself and really not really it was really hard it was very hard and um it was a new normal i was mm -hmm. depressed you know leaving it and even though i knew i was following a god calling it was that did not make it easy Okay. It just, I just knew to keep following. So I think if people think that when you follow a God calling, it's 100% easy. Okay. I think that's the biggest lie out there because it's not at all. There is a, there is a piece in it and knowing that every time I tried to be the boss of the situation, it was a lot harder. Wow. That's so good, man. Like a, a part in me is like, can you dive in a little bit more? Cause that was so good. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> Go um, for it. Yeah. I, um, I mean, if we're going to be really raw and honest, I think the first six months of, of leaving, just to give the, the, your listeners the background, I've been in sales and marketing for 30 years and the last 10 but prior to the book or nine prior to the book, I was with Mary Kay Cosmetics and I was the number seven sales director in the nation. Wow. And we had just achieved a million dollar year. We'd set records. We had just all kinds of stuff. And then this God calling. And I just wanted to say, well, God, I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe you didn't see, they just put me my picture in Times Square, or maybe you didn't like, this is not going to work for me now, God, because my ego is flying high. And yeah. I, can, I, I am a big fish in a little bitty pond and I like it. And yeah. uh, just to walk away from all of that, here's my car back. Here's my no more paychecks, no more anything. I just want you to sit and write a book about the most painful things in your life. And it was, it was hard. And I remember being angry because he put me in situations where I am a strategic person and felt like those were my strengths, but I couldn't use them because I just had to do the thing. I just had to write the book. Yes. And it was really hard to be that still. I love it. And um, you're with HarperCollins Publishing, such a massive yes. publishing agency. And you guys follow her on Instagram. She's so encouraging. Um, in this time, I, I don't want to say more people are on Instagram because they have nothing to do, but maybe they you are. are. They actually are. Yeah, okay. statistically, they actually are. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, jump on there, follow Dawn. Uh, it's Dawn R. Barton. And I love how you say it because it's like a pirate. Dawn R. R. <laughs> Barton. <laughs> okay, so cool. Um, and then, too, I like to ask her guests this question because it puts perspective on 
where they're at, um, how they're being encouraged. And um, I like to ask them what Bible verse is helping them through the season of life that they're in and why that verse has, uh, why God has spoken to them through that verse. So which verse has been kind of your go-to and what you're relying on? And mine is my life verse. It's actually the last verse in the book and it's Ephesians 3.20. And there are, I love the, even the different versions that I read, but um, did, can I read it to you? I would love that. Okay. Yes. okay. Um, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. Now I, I'm going to stop right there because I'm someone who is terrible at memorizing scripture, but those two words are the words that just played over and over in my head especially in this last few years of immeasurably more like Dawn, you are leaving something behind because there is immeasurably more ahead of you um, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. I mean, it's more than I could ever imagine. So while, you know, taking this faith walk and um, surrendering it because what's ahead is immeasurably more than I could ask or imagine according to his power, his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever yes. and ever. Oh, I, I love, love that. that. Ditto. And, and mostly because in my um, messed up ADD, you know, controlling self that he just says, it's gosh, you're so, you know, I feel like he's just like, honey, it's so much more. It's yeah. immeasurably more than you could ever wrap your head around. And I don't mean that from a financial aspect. I mean it because what he has revealed to me in this season of having all of my family around, I, I, I never imagined that as being one of my immeasurably mores, but it is. I yeah. love having my family. So it's in yes. so many things that you simply cannot imagine. That's so beautiful. I love it. And then what's the verse one more time so we can. Ephesians 3, 3.20. Ephesians 3.20. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Don. And okay. <laughs> I'm laughing because I do not like sales pitches or anything like that. But this, you guys, this is my friend and Dawn actually <laughs> led a small group that I was in last semester. So like, you know, if you love me, you'll get her book. Is that a good sales pitch? Did I <laughs> help you out? Fantastic sales pitch. Thank okay. You. Okay. Like two people love me, my mom and dad. So they're going to buy your book. All right. I need to think of something else. If you love Jesus. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don's book. I'm just kidding. Oh man. Don, you're so great. And I love your joy. And I can't wait to see where you go and what you do with this book, uh, with the launch date happening today. It's your birthday book party. Woo, 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 woo. All the things to be excited about. So, um, how can we get your book and how can we follow you? You can get the book anywhere that books are sold, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, anywhere books are sold, your local gift stores and independent bookstores. And you can follow me um, on Instagram at Don R. Martin <laughs> and on Facebook at Don R. Barton. I'll never say the same again. <laughs> and DonBarton.com. And I would be so honored, so honored if you got the book. That would mean the world to me. So thank you for sharing that, sweetheart. Oh yeah, my pleasure. Okay, I'm a little embarrassed. Did you always say it not thinking you were a pirate? Or did I just right. call <laughs> did I just call you out for sounding like a pirate when you say your Instagram name? You just, I didn't know I sounded like a pirate till this podcast. Oh my gosh. Well, I was like, you know, in Dale Carnegie, they say 
if you put a picture to a name, you'll remember it. And she was, and I was like, that's so smart because she's telling people are, you know, like a pirate. So they're thinking when they're putting it, searching your name, Don R. Uh, Barton. I got it. I won't forget it. Try not to laugh because it turned out to have the two soundtracks of, you know, overlapping each other. Oh, you're good. <laughs> well, I'm a little and embarrassed. Plus, I'm a little embarrassed. Me, I'm having a lucky moment. You just forever <laughs> changed my life now. Like it is forever changed on R. R. Barton. Yeah. Well, I love you. you. And I love uh, you. thank you so much for everything and, and for the baby gift. You're so sweet. Mm -hmm. And is there anything else you want to share with us on broadcast is love? I do. I hope that this book does become a catalyst for broadcasting his love. The intention behind it really was for somebody who was a, um, a non-believer or an early believer to just, um, to humanize maybe. I think sometimes Christians, you know, a non-believer can be really scared off by not knowing a scripture, which by the way, I can still never quote scripture. I had to pull it up and read it to you. Yeah, um, I did know. I yeah, I, I want you this book to be a warm hug to somebody and then I want them to pass it on and pass it on and pass it on um, yes. so that people and they can realize that they can choose to find joy and that God is joy and joy is God. Amen. Love you, Don Barton. So excited you, for you baby. today. It's a big day. Have a great day and Thank I will you. talk to you soon. Thank you for your time. Oh my goodness. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Dawn is a special friend and she is a joyologist. She is a true believer in the Lord and she is using her platform to broadcast God's love. And I love that about her. It's encouraging, especially in these times, to hear her story of how control was a big thing for her. And she just let that aside and let God do his work. What would life look like if we took the moments in our day that we want to have control over, that we want to force things to happen and took a step back and let God take control of it. How would that look in your life? How would that look in your mind? It's an amazing conversation to have. It's an amazing thing to maybe journal about, pray about, um, seek God for his advice and help on. And I really appreciate Don's time. I wanted to read Ephesians 3 verse 20 again to you all. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. A beautiful prayer to pray for yourself, a beautiful prayer to pray for your family, your grandchildren, um, just all the generations. It's a beautiful scripture. Ephesians is very encouraging. And if you're looking for encouragement, Ephesians is a great book to go to for that, reading through it and finding true encouragement that comes from God. There's no better source. So thank you all for listening. And as always, we say that we appreciate you and that if you would like to share this with your friends and leave us a review, it helps us out more than you know. We have gotten more than 700 downloads, so this is crazy. We just started this a couple months ago, and we give God all the praise, honor, and glory. This is a true mission field, and I pray to get more guests on here to help you go further faster in your walk with Jesus and as you pursue his kingdom and lay down your idols and Lay down what you want to do and do what you were called to do. So 
Love you guys. Thank you for listening. And we will talk to you soon. I pray in Jesus' name that you decrease, that we decrease, and that God increases in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.